Hello everyone, this is George Mapp with the Carolina Tar Wheels. Today's speaker is Steve Donosky. Steve is a Greenway planner for Alta Planning and Design, an international consulting firm with offices here in Durham. Steve and his co-workers have worked on many of the recent trail projects in our area. Uh, we have a link to Steve's slide deck in the show notes. If you can, follow along as Steve presents a series of maps and other resources. Here's Steve. I went to graduate school for urban planning, and I didn't even know this type of job existed. Um, and I hadn't ridden a bike basically at all until I was in graduate school. Um, I had some friends that I made there that um, ran uh, cross-country bike trips, uh, Bike the U.S. for MS. Uh, one of the guys' moms had, had MS, and they would raise money, do cross-country trips, and, and kind of make a pretty cool... Um, adventure out of it, and so I did a trip with them. I uh, bought a bike, bought a surly long-haul trucker, um, changed my life in really incredible ways that I never expected, and um, we did a bike ride from Seattle to San Diego and, you know, camped out every night fully loaded. It was, it was awesome, and so I, you know, since then I've just, um, you know, I've wanted this to be a part of my life, and when I found, a, found out about the company that I work for now, I begged them for a job for, for a whole year until they finally hired me, <laughs> so, um, so, um, Google Maps is just one of the best resources out there. I mean, the, it's simple, it's, it's funny, but it really, the data that's on there is pretty darn good. Um, and so, you know, when you click on the bicycling app, you know, you all probably know what I'm talking about, um, and you look at a triangle, there are a lot of greenway trails. These aren't all greenways on here. Um, the darker lines are greenways, the lighter lines are bike lanes, is typically how it works. Um, and the data is pretty darn good. It's not, you know, all the way there, it's not 100% accurate, but... If you are in a new area of the country, a different or new area of the uh, different area of the United States, different country, um, you can go on Google Maps and, and get a pretty good idea of what trails are out there. Um, you want to cross-reference it with local, um, you know, gov- you know, maybe municipal websites or nonprofit organizations that maintain um, uh, trail data, or you know, certainly, um, you know, you guys' website has a lot of great, um, you know, route information too. So you certainly want to cross-reference things, but this is a great place to start. This is where you can kind of look at everything as a, a big picture, and it's, it's really cool to see what's, what is in the triangle. I mean, you all know about the Tobacco Trail, you know, the Noose River Trail, Crabtree Creek, um, the Walnut Creek Trail, and it's all kind of slowly coming together, too, which is really, really awesome. Um, you know, there's some big gaps, certainly, um, but uh, there are a lot of pieces to the puzzle out there, and that's um, it's a great place to start. Um, so... Mountain Bike Project website. Has anybody been on this website at all? It's, it's, based, it's run by REI, um, and they, um, if you're looking for data, it's a good place to cross-reference data that, um, you know, Google Maps is going to have everything. Um, another place to find mountain bike trails. They also have a, a website for hiking specifically where people, um, it's crowdsourced, you know, people plug in the data, and it gets vetted pretty well, so the data is pretty accurate. Um, and if you want to download the data, you know, a GPS form, or, you know, I work in GIS, do a lot of GIS mapping, um, you can download that data, and it's a good place to, um, to look for information that's out there. So just another resource to, um, just to be aware of. You know, things like Map My Ride and, and, and Ride with GPS are, are great resources, too, and certainly the Strava heat map. Um, what it shows is where, basically where bicyclists, um, uh, but where, basically where bicyclists are riding. So the, the whiter spots, the, um, those are higher frequency um, uh, bicycling traffic, so downtown Durham right here, um, you know, the Tobacco Trail right here, you know, some of the Cary, Cary Apex Greenway system, you know, downtown Raleigh, 
Umstead Park, Lake Crabtree, you know, Carolina, you know, uh, Carolina North, Carolina Forest, um, I think that's Brumley Forest, new trails in West Durham. Um, so you get a sense of where people are going and, and also where there's some of the good back roads too, you know, where the good, good, good roads that are, have lower traffic volumes you kind of want to avoid. And um, so good resource out there too to kind of cross-reference. Um, so for Durham, they have the, um, is anybody aware of the Durham hike bike map? Ever seen it? Um, it, was, it was printed in 2012. Um, they gave out a lot of copies. It was, uh, it was really well done. It was 20,000, I think they gave out 20,000 copies, but basically what it shows is in purple existing, you know, greenway trails, blue are bike lanes, and these other colors are um, basically a ranking of how comfortable that street is for a, a bike. So you know, some of these roads maybe can get you across the area, but they have maybe higher speed limits, higher traffic volumes. You know, some of these green roads are sort of your neighborhood roads to get you across town. Um, so ideas for getting around on a bike um, and for walking, too, um, including, you know, this is the West Elby Creek Greenway. Um, they just built this section from here under I-40, um, right by Costco, and then up to uh, the Stadium Drive uh, side path that goes up towards the Eno River um, and connects to the North-South Durham Trail. So that'll be on there. You know, things like that in Durham are evolving, and, um, and uh, this is a great resource uh, for, for that. Obviously, when you print a map, it's immediately out of date because, you know, things are changing, but um, it's something that, you know, you got to keep updating, and, um, you know, luckily right now Durham is, um, is doing that as well. So you'll see, you know, things like the Eno River hiking trails, um, you know, Brumley Forest or some of those new trails that are not too far from here to the north. Uh, Duke Forest trails won't show up on here, um, but you can, you know, use resources like the MTB Project website. Um, we'll probably have them. Google Maps, I think, has them. Um, and a couple other things just to know about that are going on in Durham that are pretty cool. You know, the, Duke, the Durham Beltline, um, is anybody aware of that project that's going on? Um, it's, an old, it's an old rail line that goes right through kind of the urban downtown neighborhoods of Durham. You know, it's been, it, it's been inactive for a long time. Um, I, don't, I don't know how many years, but it's been talked about turning into a uh, you know, rail trail for years and years and years, and, um, and the city is finally getting close to being able to realize that dream, and it basically does, um, on this map it's kind of hard to see, but it does kind of an arc through the downtown neighborhoods. It's 1.75 miles long, but it's going to be a really neat rail trail. It's going to connect a lot of neighborhoods um, probably a few years away. I think three years probably till it's in the ground, three or four years, which is pretty neat stuff. And, um, you know, the east side, there's a couple uh, trails that are, are under design right now. They're going to connect across the Kelly Bryant Bridge. If you ever drive east um, through Durham on 147, you'll notice that big bike pedestrian bridge. Um, so there's going to be some better trail connectivity um, happening sometime in the near future. I don't know what the exact timeline is. Um, so we work th with the city of Durham, you know, quite a bit. Not on, you know, certainly not on every single project they're doing, but um, we, we stay up to speed. So a great resource right there to, to be aware of. Um, Raleigh has a similar map where they show, and this was created in 2017, it shows, you know, the green are the existing greenway trails. Um, you know, Raleigh has an extensive, extensive network. And then, um, I can't remember exactly what the other colors are, but I think blue is bike lanes, and then um, some of, like, the red colors are roads you want to kind of avoid, but connections you might have to make to get to a certain part of town type thing. You know, here's the, here's the link in the Umstead State Park. So, you know, Raleigh's got a map like that, too. That's pretty good, good resource, too. And they even have, like, an online interactive version as well. Um, so you can also, you know, going on municipal websites, Raleigh, Durham, um, you'll be able to find a lot of information about what greenways are out there, which ones are, are being um, considered for the future, and, 
Um, a really cool project, I got to work on this one, um, Wake County Greenway System Master Plan uh, completed last year, was really neat because, you know, Raleigh's doing a lot of great green wor Greenway work, Cary's done a lot of great Greenway work, Apex, Morrisville, you know, a little bit, you know, Wake Forest, um, you know, Nightdale, and so this plan was about kind of bringing all those together, multi-jurisdictional multi effort. There's a lot, of, a lot of coordination that goes into, you know, getting trail on the ground, and so there's a lot of pieces that, you know, cities kind of look, look within, you know, within their boundaries, what, what they can do, and Wake County, you know, wanted to be a partner in that and, um, and tried to, um, you know, this project was about seeing where some efficiencies could work out, where some gaps could be filled in, and so that was kind of the idea. And so the green little pieces here are little gaps that can make a big difference in the network. So what's interesting about Wake County is that there are 300 miles of greenway on the ground in, in Wake County. You know, most of those are, um, um, a lot of those, you know, some of those are, are park trails, but, you know, trails that you can walk and bike on. You know, not all of them are paved, but most of them are paved, um, which is pretty amazing. I mean, the Noose River Trail is, you know, 33. Um, tobacco Trail, you know, isn't all in Wake County, but it's 20. To I think, and then um, and there's a lot of you know east-west connectors with the Crab Crabtree Creek Trail. So this map is a good map because it shows a lot of um, a lot of the existing trails where they are, where they almost connect, and so a couple places places where trails are currently being built. So right now Apex is building a connection to Tobacco Trail, Carey's building one here and here. Um, you probably heard in the news about the White Oak Creek Greenway um, is is getting finished in this I think this next year maybe this year. So it's pretty cool. The Tobacco Trail is going to have some more connectivity to the east, um, you know, through Cary, and then, um, you know, the East Coast Greenway kind of goes through, through here, too, so um, there's a lot of connectivity that is starting to happen, and, and during this process, we, it was interesting, we, we talked about how the continuous mileage of trail that's connected, um, on certain points of the Greenway system here, you know, like if you're on the Crabtree Creek Trail or, or over here, you can connect to over 200 miles of trail without getting on a road, which is pretty awesome. Because you know, if you're here on the Black Creek Greenway, you can go through Umstead, connect to these greenways, which connect all the way over the Noose River Trail, which connects all the way up here, all the way to the Mountain Sea Trail up by uh, Falls Lake. So you can make some epic loops. You can get places. Um, so anyhow, there's a lot of a lot of connectivity that's that's already in the ground, which is pretty pretty amazing, pretty special. Not a lot of areas have that type of trail count, um, which is pretty cool. So. Um, Anyhow, this is a good map. That plan highlights some of the projects that are happening right now or in the near future that are in design. Um, there's a lot of um, you know, uh, project sheets that show cost estimates and things like that. So it's pretty cool to see um, good resource if you want to see what's, what's going to be happening in um, Wake County in the future. Cary has a hike-bike map. Um, it's um, kind of a similar story uh, with local destinations. They have a bike route system with signed routes, kind of like how you know, Orange County has the signed routes um, They've been up for, for quite a long time. Haven't necessarily been maintained with bike, you know, facilities like paved shoulder and, you know, through town they haven't built bike facilities when they rooted the roads, but they're, they're up there. And Cary has a pretty, a pretty good greenway system. And, you know, Wake Forest, um, you know, Apex, they have greenway maps too. You can go on their websites and they have good um, resources to check out. The Triangle Bikeway, the um, East Coast Greenway route through the Triangle, which is complete, it's connected, but it's sort of a roundabout way. You know, Tobacco Trail goes down to Apex and up through Cary, up to Umstead and Raleigh. You know, it'd be great if there was a direct connection between uh, Raleigh and Durham. You know, it's the two big population centers of the, of the Triangle. There are an immense amount of businesses, you know, along this corridor and a lot of residences, too. You know, Briar Creek is over here. RTP is over there. And so the Triangle Bikeway, you know, this is basically it's a proposed 
Greenway along I-40 within the right-of-way of I-40. So it'd be a long, it'd be you know separated from the interstate, obviously by by quite a bit. It didn't get funded this year, but I I'm willing to guess that in, in the near future it might because this connection has gained a lot of popularity and we just connect so many people, so many places, and pretty cool thing to keep your eye on out there. Um, it'd be a pretty, I think it'd be a great aspect for the the Greenway system. Carborough has an interactive map. Um, this one's a little bit out to date, but Carborough, you know, the Bowling Creek Trail, they just built that section that's west of MLK now. I think it's the Morgan Creek Greenway that's south of town that's expanding. It's connected to Southern Village. Um, and there are, I used to live, I lived for a year in Carborough and um, the Royal Park Apartments on 54. And it was, it was fun because it's so easy getting to downtown, but it was also there were some, um, you know, foot trails that went underneath uh, some of the bridges back there that I used to take to, to get to the Morgan Creek Trail, and I think they're all, um, I think part of it's been formalized in the, in the trail now and, and down in the southern village. But, you know, Carolina North is awesome, and it's connected right into downtown, you know, basically right, right into downtown uh, Carborough now. You know, Town of Chapel Hill has a Greenways website with resources, too, of all their trails. But how do we connect, you know, Chapel Hill, Carborough, you know, to Durham? Um, I've ridden that a bunch. You know, Irwin Road is kind of the best. My, my preferred option, you can also do Old Chapel Road, or, you know, Old Chapel Hill Road. And it's just brutal because the traffic on Irwin Road is, is fast. People are driving fast, you know, especially if you're near rush hour. Like I used to, um, you know, I'd get off work and I'd ride down to Chapel Hill to, to meet with people, you know, for a drink or something and, and uh, take, go right down Irwin Road during rush hour. And it is just, it's just scary. You know, I didn't. I stopped doing it as much as I love and feel comfortable riding out there with cars. Um, there just are some situations that aren't, aren't built safely, you know, aren't, aren't safe. And that's one. But this trail, you guys are probably aware of the Durham Orange Light Rail Transit Project, which is, you know, something that has been evolving and evolving. But this is the current route that's been, um, you know, there's sort of a conceptual design. Um, I'm not too privy of the details of this project, but... I think there's going to be good bike pad connectivity overall. I would have loved to see a greenway trail along that corridor. You know, when you do that type of project, there's a lot of development right away that goes on, and that's oftentimes can be a, a way to save some dollars and just build a trail with it, you know, and kill a couple of birds with one stone. Um, but anyhow, that uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen, but there's going to be, um, it's going to be another way to, to get between the two communities, you know, between Durham, Chapel Hill, you know, hopefully with, with your bike, you know, hopefully there'll be bike racks on the train. I'm not sure exactly what specific plans are. If it's one of those things, you just kind of leave your bike, you know, at the station or use the bike share in Durham, um, you know, bike share. You know, things like construction aren't going to happen for quite some time, you know, five to ten years type thing. But when a road gets, you know, rehabbed or resurfaced or, you know, a major, a major you know, widening project, you know, we got to be looking at bicycle and pedestrian features of those as well because it's way cheaper to do it, you know, with that. Um, type of project instead of trying to retrofit. Studies typically show that property values go up when trails are built next to them. Um, not 100% of the time, and it's um, and I don't think enough research has been done to really isolate you know the the, um, the relationship. But it does seem to have a positive influence on, on property values. And so on y'all's website, I, I couldn't believe how there's amazing. Uh, data on there on probably route probably a bike route to get everywhere <laughs> and it seems like in the triangle and um, and so these are these are great sources of information and you know Carolina Tar Wheels you know in other parts of the state you know we, I was working on a regional bicycle plan in um, in between Charlotte and uh, Asheville called the Isothermal Region 
and there's a group called the Rutherford Outdoor Coalition that um, has a lot of great route information. They were able to um, provide, they were an essential resource during that project, and so. Um, Is there anything specific we can do to help? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I would just say, um, you know, can, with advocacy, you know, there's all the time there are, you know, say if the city is, is going to be thinking about building a bike lane, there'll be public meetings on them. Sometimes people come to those meetings and shout about, we don't want a trail anywhere near our house. We don't want a, a bike lane on a road. But if you're in support of it, the more voices that come to those meetings, the more likely those types of projects happen and the higher likelihood they get designed properly too. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, a project gets turned, that's on a busy road, it gets turned from a, you know, buffered bike lane into a, just a sharrow um, for, you know, all sorts of reasons. So, so anyhow, being participating in the public process, you know, when, when Carborough and Chapel Hill are thinking about doing bicycle pedestrian projects, greenway projects, um, you know, write your council members, um, you know, write, write an email to your mayor, show up to the meetings, um, you know, send an email, email out to the group and, um, and, and get the word out. Yeah, tra transportation um, is a big focus of a lot of the projects that we work on. Um, you know, we talk about a lot of the data, you know, the, the travel statistics that are out there. Um, you know, 50% of all trips that we take um, are three miles or less. You know, that's an easy bike ride. And if we had bicycle infrastructure, safe bike, bicycle infrastructure in our communities, we could capture a lot of those with bikes. We could work out some immense efficiencies with um, with bike infrastructure, if we wanted to, some countries have, you know, Germany, Netherlands. There's examples out there. Some, you know, some communities in the United States have more so than others. So um, there is a real opportunity to hit that transportation element, and that's how that's how these projects really come to fruition. The ones that connect destination clusters, you know, density, um, you know, where people go for work, schools, downtowns, that type of thing. Um, a lot of really cool rail trails around the state. And there are no traffic. They used to go connect right into the middle of our downtown centers. They can be kind of the spine of an active transportation network. And North Carolina Rails and Trails has advocated for that for years and years and years. And they're a big reason why we have a lot of rail trails. Um, these are the Chatham County Greenways. You can go onto their GIS open data website and, and download trail. And these are basically, you know, I think these are mountain biking. I don't know exactly how they um, regulate the trails around Jordan Lake. I think some are hiking. There might be some that you can mountain bike on. Um, I haven't spent any time on them. You know, there's a trail in Tyler City. There's a small one in, in Pittsburgh that shows up in this data. Um, but for the most part, you got a lot of beautiful backcountry, low traffic volume, scenic roads around Chatham County that can almost serve as, you know, roads like that that have such little, so little um, traffic, um, you know, almost just a, a different type of greenway in a way. Um, Alliance County, Burlington did a greenways and bikeways plan last year. This is one I, I got to work on. It was, it was really, really, really cool project because Burlington is one of those towns that, you know, has seen manufacturing disappear, the kind of downtown disappear. Um, what's unique about Burlington is a lot of their roads are overbuilt really wide, so they could um, very easily, you know, with, with paint and, you know, easy separate, you know, physical separation, they could make some really great bicycle features throughout their community for east-west connectivity. And so out of that project came recommendations um, to connect east-west, you know, Burlington kind of lays, you know, it's pretty spread out east-west, um, kind of along I-40. Um, but there's some cool opportunities for greenway connectivity between some of the parks, downtown, Elon University, and over to the Hall River um, as well. So it's a pretty cool project there. Um, you know, look, looks like they'll be on their way to implementing some, some aspects of this in, in the near future. And then just kind of zoom out a little bit. Uh, the Great Trail State, you know, this is something, this is a, uh, a brochure map that NCDOT and um, NC Parks put together the last couple of years. There's a, there's a link to the file. 
and it just highlights some of the like really you know epic trails in, in North Carolina, um, a handful from each region, region from the Piedmont, from the mountains, mountains area, um, you know Brevard Greenway. Um, I think the you know the Greenway in Franklin, the little the Tennessee River Greenway, um, uh, in the Piedmont, the Tobacco Trail is featured on there. The Charlotte's Sugar Creek Greenway um, are highlighted in this map. It's really cool because it, it's it's graphical and it, it speaks to the fact that there are really a lot of awesome uh, Greenway trails um, across the state. Um, hiking, mountain biking, the state bike route system. It's one of those things that was, you know, designed in the 70s and signed, I think, in the 70s and 80s. Um, you know, at that time, you know, most of these routes were really awesome rides. Um, for the most part, they kind of were designed to avoid the downtown centers, like this part of NC2 Mountains to Sea. You know, it goes along the Blue Ridge Parkway, you know, avoids downtown Winston-Salem, avoids downtown High Point, avoids Greensboro, and those were probably pretty awesome back roads, you know, 40 years ago. Uh, but nowadays, with development, suburbanization, a lot of these roads have been swallowed up by a lot high traffic volumes, um, high speed limits, and no bicycle infrastructure as they were developed. Um, and those roads are still signed with those bike route signs from you know, years ago, so they aren't really trusted by a lot of cyclists out there. I mean, you guys probably see the signs out here. You don't necessarily follow them. Um, um, you know, there are aspects of this system that are really still wonderful. Um, and so this is a good reference. They have it now online as an interactive map, and you can kind of look at the topography, that type of thing. But... You know, there's a lot of other great resources, too, for, for finding routes across North Carolina, like Cycle NC, um, you know, the routes that you guys put together. There's a lot of other great resources, too. Um, and NCDOT did um, a statewide bicycle and pedestrian plan in 2012, and the state bike route system was a big feature of that, how to fix it, you know, how to, how to deal with all those issues of, you know, basically neglect over years and years and years. And basically the answer is don't neglect it anymore. <laughs> you know, as, as roads along those corridors are repaved or resurfaced, you know, make sure the proper accommodations for bicyclists are, are taking place and, and bring them to the downtown centers. You know, don't avoid the downtown centers. You know, bring them right through the hearts of our community. They should be, um, you know, an integral part of our transportation infrastructure as people go through. And they can also serve that, you know, awesome adventure aspect that, you know, this route connects all the way to Murphy, North Carolina. And um, so there's some cool... Uh, you know, it'd be, you know, think about how the Appalachian Trail developed, for, you know, over, you know, decades and decades and decades. You know, that's what needs to happen with this, too. And, you know, there's a lot of work to be done um, for the future. But it takes chipping away, you know, at the municipal level, you know, different parts um, across the state and different organizations um, working to support that. And of course, the East Coast Greenway, um, um, for those who aren't familiar, the East Coast Greenway is a, a planned greenway uh, from Maine to Florida, um, and the idea is for this trail to go all the way through all of the urban centers along the East Coast, which is a big undertaking. Um, a lot of urban centers do have a, you know, maybe a greenway right through. You know, New York City has the has a Hudson River Greenway that goes, um, you know, basically like a good chunk of Manhattan. You know, the Triangle has the Tobacco Trail, the Black Creek Greenway, um, you know, the Noose River all the way to Clayton, uh, basically complete and, um, you know, a little piece in Fayetteville, a piece in Dunn and Irwin, North Carolina, pieces in Wilmington, and this coastal route as well. And so, you know, as those pieces come together and, um, you know, as transportation planning, roadway work happens along this corridor, there's a lot of opportunities to implement it, you know, in segments, in pieces, over time, strategically. And so that's the idea with East Coast Greenway. And right now, that, that whole corridor from Maine to Florida is over 30% complete, which is pretty darn impressive. Um, you know, there's obviously 70% is quite a bit of, to overcome, but but most of East Coast Greenway is going to be a paved, probably a paved section. 
course, the Mountain Sea Trail, you know, this is mo more, more of a hiking trail. Um, but it's a cool, this interactive map put together by the Friends of the Mountain Sea Trail is really cool because it shows you where the existing trail, you know, aspects of it are. And, I mean, there's a big section that's complete through the mountains, you know, um, you know along Pisgah National Forest and, uh, and lots of pieces, you know, pieces along the Hall River in Burlington, um, you know, Fall, you know, River, Falls Lake through the Triangle and Deuce River Trail. Yeah, Hillsborough too, the you know, um, you know, River Greenway and Hillsborough now and bits and pieces of Greensboro. So it's cool looking at these maps because there's a lot of really fun pieces you can go do of, of that section if you're ever in, ever in those areas. The Carolina Thread Trail map. Um, has anybody heard of the Carolina Thread Trail at all? This is a really cool, um, it's been a very successful, um, I, you know, I think the idea was sort of launched about 10 years ago. Um, and is basically basically what they did, and it was a public-private partnership. I can't remember exactly how the funding mechanism works, but one of the banks in the Charlotte area is part of the, the funding stream. And uh, so the Carolina Thread Trails is a nonprofit organization that um, you know, manages a lot of these. But what they did, the 15 counties around Charlotte, um, 15 counties in North Carolina and South Carolina, a couple, a few in South Carolina, um, they put together trail master plans through all of them, you know, connecting their towns, um, and these are a mixture of hiking and biking uh, trails, mountain biking trails. Some are paved, some are not paved. Um, but a lot in that 10 years has been implemented. They did those master plans, and then lots of bits and pieces are, are being implemented. Um, one example is I'm working on a bicycle and pedestrian uh, master plan in uh, North Stanley County, and they, um, you know, they, when they saw this effort happen, they wanted to be a part of it. Their, their mayor at that time um, saw it as a cool opportunity to... Um, you know, build active transportation into his community. He loved running and, and trails and, and mountain biking. And, and so they took it upon himself and got, got organized and um, helped uh, get some dollars, you know, direct some dollars into his community and get a few miles of trail built. And uh, the master plan, the local plan that we're working on is, is how to finish the a uh, couple other miles to connect a couple rural communities out there. And then I love this map. I, I reference it all the time. When I'm doing research on a project, NCDOT has traffic volume maps um, on ArcGIS Online. So it's an interactive map. You can just zoom in. If you're thinking about going on a, on a bike ride in a certain part of North Carolina that you're not familiar with and you want to know what roads to vo avoid, you know, you can, these green roads are ones that have lower traffic volumes. You know, obviously this is the interstate through here and you're not going to ride on that, but um, let me turn that off. And um, so it could be another resource to check out. And so stepping outside of North Carolina, um, this is the Virginia Beaches of the Bluegrass Trail. Has anybody heard of the uh, Virginia Beaches of the Bluegrass Trail? This is um, basically the uh, Virginia's Mountains and Sea Trail. Um, it's, it's for walking and biking and equestrian use. And they did a master plan and uh, that was completed in 2015. as a project I got to work on, which is a really, really fun one because uh, Southern Virginia is a stunning, stunning landscape, I mean. You start with pretty rugged mountains, the very southwest corner of Cumberland Gap. You, know, you go through these small towns, a couple small towns, um, one called Big Stone Gap in Norton. Uh, really, really beautiful small towns that have um, dramatic uh, mountains around them and a lot of trails along ridgetop lines. And so um, this project was about kind of piecing some of the existing trails out there and figuring out how we can fill the gaps over time and, and make recommendations. And so this, the green lines are existing uh, multi-use trails that are walking and biking. A lot of them are unpaved and pretty rugged. This is the Wilderness Road um, Trail, which is sort of like a crushed stone. You could probably ride a skinny tire bike on it. That's eight miles long in the, you know, in the Cumberland Valley, uh, here Cumberland Gap Valley, I think. Um, 
is the proper term, and then um, the Stone Mountain Trail, which is basically a mountain biking, hiking trail up on the ridgeline, which is really dramatic, and then Jefferson and Washington National Forest Territory, they have some mountain biking trails that make a link through those, so it's a really kind of a rugged one, but then you get down towards Abingdon, you connect to the Creeper Trail. How many people have ridden the Creeper Trail in here? Probably quite a few. Um, Creeper Trail through Abingdon, which is an awesome, um, awesome ride. And then the Grayson Highlands has a really spectacular Iron Mountain Trail and Virginia Highlands Trail that makes the link to the New River Trail, which is a 50-mile trail along the New River, um, which is another one you could probably ride on a relatively skinny tire um, that connects all the way up to um, towards Blacksburg, you know, Virginia Tech's up here. And um, so anyhow, there's a lot of pieces that are there already. Uh, another one I want to highlight is the to, uh, Tobacco Heritage Trail right here, which is, there's about, I think there's like 17 to 20 miles um, connected, not too far north of here. You know, we're down here. This is just north of Carr Lake. And so it's worth looking up if you're ever up there to give it a ride. And it's, you know, it's a crushed stone surface for the most part. Um, so you want to uh, be cognizant of that. But um, it's, it's a really cool aspect. In Martinsville, Danville, they have um, a few miles of greenways to their downtown centers along, their, along the rivers that go through there. And same with Virginia Beach. But um, the orange lines <clears throat> were lines that uh, Virginia... I can't remember the official name. They're a, a cycling organization. Um, I think the state, uh, a state cycling advocacy group um, worked with us and helped identify cycling routes to, in the meantime, if you wanted to do the whole thing, how would you connect them with the best, you know, connections, you know, avoiding some of the busiest roads, but, um, but be able to make the, the link to these trails on road and finding the low traffic volume routes. So um, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool adventure you go on right now. Um, and, and have a pretty enjoyable experience. Um, but anyway, it'd be really cool to see this evolve over the years and, and become connected, just like some of the other trail systems that we were, we're discussing. And so I've included just some links to those trails that are part of that system, if you're curious and want to check them out. Um, I know some of you have probably been on them. And the Virginia Capitol Trail, um, anyone bid on this one? This one's awesome. It's, um, you know, 50 miles. I think it's paved the entire way, right? Yeah. Um, I've been on most of it. And it's, um, you know, it's basically this awesome greenway. Along, it's mostly along a roadway, but rural, rural roads. So you're not hitting driveways all the time. It's just like a big greenway along farm fields. Um, it's a really, really pleasant ride and beautiful. This is a, a snapshot from um, Google Street View. This is basically what it looks like. And this is what you see all across, you know, rural areas of Germany and Netherlands. Um, and this is really the only good example we have in, in, um, in this part of the country. But... Um, you know, how simple is that? You know, it's pretty cool and makes a big, big difference to how, you know, how the likelihood of us wanting to get on the bike, you know. And jumping to South Carolina. Um, South Carolina has a, a mountain to sea trail, too. It's called the Palmetto Trail. It's another one of those hiking, mountain biking, biking trails that um, is really neat. They put together a master plan a few years ago. I, I got to be a part of this one as well, which is really neat. You know, the mountain section has a lot of trails that are existing. You know, most of those are pretty rugged mountain biking, hiking type trails. Um, but a lot of pieces across the state, you know, through the capital of Columbia, down into Charleston. Um, a lot of really awesome rural scenic back roads through here that can serve the function of a greenway more or less. Um, you know, some of them, some of them unpaved, um, but really, really highly recommend checking that out at some point too. It's a um, neat way to ex experience uh, South Carolina. You guys probably heard, maybe heard of the Swap Rabbit Trail. Um, this is another very successful rail trail project that's, um, does anybody know how long it is? It's like 20-some miles, I think, rail trail. 
24 miles in, in northwest uh, South Carolina. So this connects um, Spartanburg to a small town called Traveler's Rest, you know, old rail line that they converted into a, a multi-use paved greenway um, over 10 years ago, I think now. And it's, um, it's been awesome. It's been one of those that has had, uh, you know, all of a sudden, like, little, you know, businesses uh, along some of these small towns, um, you know, people want to be a part of that, uh, you know, an active lifestyle. And so these towns are seeing some investment directly related to the trail, and it's been a, been a big success story. It's one worth looking out. I told you a little bit about that, um, the isothermal regional bicycle plan I got to recently work on. And as part of that project, we put together these brochure maps, you know, similar to Durham's hike-bike map that shows, you know, some roads you might want to avoid, some roads that are maybe better than others, where existing trails are, where existing bike lanes are. This shows the, that same thing for, for Rutherford County. Um, and what you'll see in the middle is um, a big 14-mile uh, rail trail paved. It's getting paved right now as we speak. Um, it's called the Thermal Belt Rail Trail. Um, the Thermal Belt Rail Trail. Um, it connects these three small towns, Forest City, Spindale, um, Rutherfordton. You know, they were... Once upon a time, you know, textile, um, you know, mini textile powerhouses, and that industry left. Um, the old rail line that used to connect the three towns um, was abandoned. Um, and over years, the Rutherford Outdoor Coalition, you know, worked with the local municipalities and um, and uh, another nonprofit that um, the local philanthropy group that put together um, worked together to to realize this trail. It's been a, you know, it's one of those things like the tobacco trail. It took years and years and years, pieces here and there, but. This one um, is getting completed. Or, sorry, this is another robot right there. But it's in that map. It's, it's also um, going to be 14 miles when it's complete, right through Rutherford County, um, which is halfway between Asheville and Charlotte. Um, really beautiful area. Um, you know, it's not too far east from Lake Lure. I guess it's probably a half-hour drive east of Lake Lure. Um, and so what's cool about that, that map, too, you can look at that trail, and you can look at all the scenic back roads that it connects to. You know, it can connect to other parts of the county. South Mountain State Park isn't too far north of there. Um, you can make some spectacular loops. And there are a lot of um, rides that happen. You know, a lot of cycling groups like to ride out that way, too. So it's, it's an, one to be aware of. And something, a little piece of information, if, you're, um, if you ever work with GIS data, you know, you want to download some files and turn them into, like, a KMZ, put it into Google Earth file and, and look at routes. U.S. Forest Service has, has really good data and really accurate data that um, they make available for the public. You can download it. They'll show you every... You know, you can select by dirt roads, unpaved roads, paved roads, hiking trails. Um, so if you're looking for, you know, mountain bike trails or just, you know, kind of old forest roads to maybe ride a mountain bike on, um, this is a really, really good data set that um, can help you. So, you know, in western North Carolina, Pisgah National Forest, uh, Nantahala National Forest, um, there's a lot, a lot of really cool kind of informal type trail experiences you could have um, using this data, too. So the last thing I wanted to just kind of mention, and I'm going to just go through this real quick because it's not as fun as talking about some of those trails, is this ruledesignguide.com. This is really user-friendly. You know, over the years, there have been a lot of design guides for bike trails, for walking trails, um, you know, and most of them were geared towards urban centers, but this one really speaks to the rural, small-town um, um, aspect and uh, provides really great graphics um, shows, you know, what kind of width, you know, if you're going to do paved shoulder, what that context should be, speed limits, traffic volume. So if you're ever in a situation where you're part of a, a committee master plan, you're, you're serving an advocacy role, this is a great resource for you to get up to speed on maybe what type of bike facility could be considered um, with different dimensions, a lot of contextual guidance in there. I'll show you, I'll flip through some of the graphics and, you know, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good case studies where these facilities exist in the United States. They show, you know, widths of, that you want to be aiming for. 
you know, <clears throat> certain situations you want to have physical separation from automobile traffic. You know, in some situations it might be okay just to have just buffer space or even on low neighborhood roads, just a shared roadway uh, situation works fine too based on traffic volumes, speed limits. And so anyway, great resource out there um, and just kind of uh, thumb through it a little bit to, to get a look at some of the, the features that are out there. You know, paved shoulders can be done well. They can be done really bad. Um, there's, there's good guidance on kind of what to look for. And, and so anyhow, realdesignguide.com. And these, these types of projects, you know, forever we've been so car-oriented in our design of, of transportation systems and roadways that um, the funding that is out there isn't, isn't regular necessarily. You know, communities can decide to set aside funds um, for bicycle and pedestrian projects, but a lot of times they may be too expensive. You know, a lot of times, you know, so DOT maintains and manages a lot of the roadways in North Carolina. Um, so a small town that has a tiny tax base, um, you know, they don't manage the roadway system. Um, so if they're going to want to build a trail along a roadway, you know, sometimes DOT will, they will contribute a certain amount, but the town might have to match, and there just isn't enough money. And so, you know, DOT, their budget is, you know, billions, or I'm not sure exactly how much it is, but it's, it's a lot of money, and small towns, um, you know, they don't have access to a resource like that, so they need, you know, DOT to, to pitch in, and DOT policies have improved over the years, and they have a lot of great people um, doing some really cool, you know, complete streets design, um, but it's not all the way there, you know, and so that's, that's part of the issue is trying to figure out, you know, what can the state contribute, what can municipality contribute. What we're seeing a lot right now is that bigger cities are leading the way, like Durham, Charlotte, are doing some of the more innovative things because they have... They have the funds to do it. They have the capacity to do it. Um, but it's not happening everywhere right now. So um, there are dollars out there. It's just a matter of also having someone who has the time to, to find them. Because a, a lot of municipal staff you know, have other things to do. And a lot of times in communities, a trail will get built because one volunteer decides it's really important. They would just, you know, maybe they're retired and they, they have, um, you know, this is the project that, that they really want to work on and spend time doing. But... Right now, um, there just aren't positions for bicycle and pedestrian planning, designing, and engineering that, that we've created in our communities. Um, you know, it takes, it takes time and it takes money. Um, it's, um, it takes, it's, it's difficult to build that into an administrative structure, um, you know, overnight. You all are, are 1% of the population who have the guts to go right out on any road for 60 miles. There have been, there's a lot of, there's a lot of research out there. It's 1% of the population, and, um, and so for, for a lot of people, for the vast majority to feel comfortable out there, we need to have separation in certain places. I mean, neighborhood streets are fine. You don't need infrastructure everywhere. Um, so we need to be strategic about it. And you're absolutely right. We've got we to be having, using the right infrastructure. And that's where um, you know, things like the Rural Design Guide help spell that out. What context is appropriate for physical separation? Where do we maybe not need to worry about it, um, depending on traffic volumes, that type of thing. But we've got to be designing our, our communities where our kids feel safe and um, with population growth. Um, and you know automobile traffic volumes you know going higher and higher we got to be we got to be smart about it you know we can't just kind of let it happen um, without without thinking about it right. it takes it takes a myriad of efforts from every aspect of, of community it's not just infrastructure but as parents you know what can we do to encourage um, kids to cycle you know schools teachers you know what can they do um, you know so businesses businesses can do a lot of things universities can do a lot of things so um, there's a lot of ways that that um, you know, bicycle-friendly communities can, can evolve. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of things we all can do. You all are doing it right now, too.